Hello, ladies and gentlemen out there in Radio Lands. Those muckrakers coming to you live once again through the power of the internet. I'm Pat. I'm Pete. I'm Bobby. And I believe this is episode 115. Pete, nice. tell them what's coming up on today's episode. Uh, so today uh, we're going to hit a hit a bit of news. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Bobby's home state of uh, Louisiana. Isn't that um, wonderful? <laughs> you Always know, it's great to be in the headlines. I hope it's something amazingly good. <laughs> I feel like the only other one uh, in the headlines that is like worse than Louisiana, or at least on the same tier, is whenever you hear that like Georgia did something. No, 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 no. See, it's whenever climate change finally kicks in and Florida is, we just now have the the sea of Florida, uh, Arizona and Oklahoma are going to go to war over who's America's next top Florida. So yeah, it's Oklahoma and Arizona definitely have a lot of the rest of the South beat. They're just uh, so lightly populated that you don't hear about it. But Arizona's coming up. Didn't they just gain a, a, a U.S. House seat? Yeah, yeah, no, they're they they they, they oh are. Oh my like, god, yeah, that's right. Like a lot of new house seats just like appeared for all the deplorable states. So it's like, god damn it. Um, also speaking of that, uh, the there's uh, some NYPD news. Um, the NYPD, the uh, Florida of police departments, um, as I like to call them, always doing some fucked up shit. Uh, and then right. we have we have some news out of Chattanooga. When is anything good ever come out of Chattanooga? except for when it was taken back by the union. Uh, did we really want it back? Um, like yeah. bad news. Oh, no, at that time, I think we did. Um, uh, I mean, we have well, some, space, I mean, some space news, some damn news. Can we have, um, like, traded it into Napoleon to get, like, a discount on the Louisiana Purchase? Because we're still trying to pay that off. No, we paid that off. Yeah, no, the Louisiana Purchase is fully paid off. It was the... Pardon me, by the square acre, it was the cheapest land deal on record yeah. in yeah. human history. Yeah, like we the, paid something like three cents an acre or something, yeah. and then a million dollars for the city of New Orleans, which originally Napoleon wanted to keep New Orleans uh, under French control. And um, yeah, the United States was just like, yeah, no, no, that's, that's you're, you're not going to control the mouth of the Mississippi River. We're moving west. And uh, we have to do a capitalism and you're still doing an empire. So uh, we're going to go ahead and just buy it and do a capitalism. And you you just keep on trying with this empire stuff. And then, oh, wait, later. Oh, Napoleon died. Oh, then no one cares. I always say, why didn't Napoleon sell Haiti to the Haitians? It seems like he could have got out a lot cheaper instead of trying to hang on to Haiti. Well, because he's a hateful uh, individual because he's a he's a hater. Well, and there's also some people that question why didn't the United States hold on to Haiti? Because we did occupy them for quite some time. Um, like we were, effe- like effectively, Congress was in charge of Haiti, right? And, and the military was in charge of Haiti. The Dominican Republic, as well, and uh, sort of around the, the 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 crazy times where because we needed bananas and sugar, we uh, we we invaded some places because they. Uh, they, they tried to stop doing a capitalism and tried to do a socialism. And, uh, well, now we, we can't have that now, can we? Basically, yeah. Uh, the, the whole turn, they got to have their banana republic. So. They wouldn't know what to do with all the sugar. Yeah. The white people know what to do with the sugar. <laughs> all right. So let's start it off with uh, what's going on in Louisiana. Um, so uh, 
I'm always but interested. Louisiana. I'm also always interested, Bobby, like how much uh, uh, background of these uh, assholes you know of. It says a Louisiana lawmaker wants to ban divisive concepts like critical race theory. He also wants to teach about the good in slavery. Um, well, okay, okay. So his exact exchange, I have, I have um, WWL TV's um, website pulled up right now. Right. The exact exchange between he and New Orleans State Rep uh, Stephanie Hilferty, H-I-L-F-E-R-T-Y. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. Uh, she so so he's from Chalmette, uh, which Chalmette is kind of a middling middle class suburb of New Orleans. She represents uh, a district within the city itself. Uh, so he's, you know, he's very Republican conservative. It's a, you know, white middle class kind of area. And uh, what's really funny is, uh, you know, how it's always people who live in cities mock people who commute in for work. Like, you know, New Yorkers have the entire country thinking that New Jersey is a shithole just because they're constantly making fun of New Jersey and TV to be, and stuff. To be fair, if you've ever bartended for bridge and tunnel people, you'd understand. And in in uh, in in New Orleans, they very affectionately refer to residents of Chalmette as Chalmatians. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, so he's a Chalmatian and here's, here's the exact exchange. So, so they're, they're in the education subcommittee know where he came from. and um, this is the comment that he made. So uh, Garofalo says, if you're having any, if you're having a discussion on whatever the case may be, slavery, then you can talk about everything dealing with slavery, the good, the bad, the ugly, to which Hilferty, the representative from New Orleans, responded with, there's no good to slavery, though, to which Garofalo responded, whatever the case may be, you're right, you're right, I didn't mean to imply that. But here's the problem with, I didn't mean to imply that is you're saying that we can't teach critical race theory. So you're basically saying either slavery was good, actually, or you're saying slavery was benign, that it was neither good nor bad. He's trying to both sides right. slavery. I'm going yeah, to yeah, yeah. go, go ahead and come in with a thing, which is there was a good side of slavery if you were the one to benefit from it yeah. Not the one yeah, to the, be... the people that own the slaves, they got all right. kinds of benefits yeah. from it. Like um, Pete and I have always said that there's right. no problem on earth that can't be solved by throwing unlimited human suffering at it. Like yeah. you'd be oh, amazed yeah. at how much can get done if you just do not care about the people involved and you have an unlimited number of lives to throw at it. Right. We, we could settle this entire solar system in like a hundred years if we weren't concerned with. petty lives like yeah it's um but anyway so so this bill this bill that he's trying to push through that they were that they were debating i god i had it up i was i was reading through it but anyway basically he wants uh teachers in the state and this this is not just elementary and high school this is like this like lsu and and you know state schools uh to no longer be able to teach critical race theory and he wants basically the bill will not allow an educator to well the educator can do it if they want to but um they would be fired or fined or something like that what is what is um, what specifically is critical race theory i was confused about that that is an entire hour-long discussion 
if you had to sum, if you had to say for the uh, the the Wesleys in the audience, do you want to give like a TLDR to critical? I mean, let me hang on. Uh, If you had if you had to summarize it in like five words or less, um, just because I know as an educator, we I know as an educator, we have a very large um, we have like in in New York, there's a there's a big leeway about like kind of as long as you're covering the curriculum, you can you have a lot of leeway how you want to teach it. So, so according to Wikipedia, which I'm going to trust in this instance, uh, critical race theory or CRT is an academic movement of civil rights scholars and activists in the United States who seek to critically examine the law as it intersects with issues of race to challenge mainstream liberal approaches to racial justice. So basically it's, it's along the lines of we don't need to reform. We don't need. We don't need to renovate the building. We need to tear it down and start over. Right. Right. And specifically, where and with what do we need to do that? Like that's. I mean, that's could, fair because, like, that would be like if you wanted. It's you, exactly if, the same as yay. We now have a black trillionaire. How does that help black people? Right. Well, it's that, aspirational. That, well, none of them are going to become trillionaires. And if and if a whole bunch of people become trillionaires, we then have a problem with inflation. So it's, you know. Um, yeah. It would be the equivalent of if you keep sitting down in an electric chair at your dinner table going, I keep getting shocked. Maybe if we fix the chair, it's like, no, it's doing what it was designed to do, which is yeah. shock the shit out of you. Get rid of it. The same way the system was designed over time to oppress specific groups of people. So there's no way to reform that you have to kind of get rid of it. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, frozen, I will say. So what's frozen? You're going to have oh, to say back. that whole piece oh, over my God. again because you 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 blanked out on our end. You didn't hear it. No, no. Uh, froze for but, you yeah, you well, could be very wrong. You could be canceled. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, we can, we can edit that. My point is like I, you, you can't renovate something that its whole design is doing what it was designed to do. You have to build yeah. like because the whole system was built to oppress and exclude certain groups of people like. Well, it's 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 really great. Um, hang on, let me let me just take away from the guy up. And there was, yeah, uh, I believe that the system was mostly okay. So there's two different systems at play here. The uh, of course, uh, white people are trying to keep um, minorities down. Races were trying to do that, but also rich people are trying to keep poor people down. And so these two things kind of work in tandem. So right. between yeah. like Reagan putting in low income housing to keep black people poor and rich people wanting to keep poor people. Uh, powerless a lot of black people have been crushed into the ground and other minorities have been crushed into the ground because there's like two different systems working um hand in hand to uh to do that i like to call it intersectional i like to call it intersectional fuckery is that you're being fucked in like multiple directions because of you know where you were born or like the color of your skin yeah yeah well and i think and i think that um uh, critical race theory gets a lot of press on in right wing media uh, because it is hypercritical of capitalism. Now, that is not to say, OK, anything can be Marxist analysis if we try hard enough. But also um, conservatives seem to have this disconnect with all Karl Marx talked about was communism. No, he Karl Marx literally just talked about capitalism. I mean, he had a lot to say on communism. In fact, he you coined the term basically. But you know, originally, like Das Kapital, it it ha, it it's, it does what it says on the tent. 
the capital. It's talking about capitalism and it's explaining the system. He was a brilliant economist. But anyway, uh, conservatives and some liberals, uh, a lot of liberals in this country, take any criticism of capitalism, you know, the best economic system the world has ever known, trademark, registered, copyright, um, you know, any critique of it is instantaneously, oh, you must be a Marxist. Yeah. And and you must hate freedom. And and there was one, God damn it, Ooh, it's all- that, topic, That's part of the brainwashing that the rich has fed into the system to uh, make sure that people don't attack them. They try to turn everyone into their own personal little, um, you know, auto response drones to make yeah, sure me, that they're terrified of me, anyone trying to move away let me get from my, the rich. Let me um, get my- uh, my yellow no step on snake flag like it's um <laughs> no but uh, i love but, that no, it was it was so stupid fucking funny whenever cuba finally reopened a little bit under obama like right there at the end because the pope was like hey cut him yeah right where trump shut it all down um, again so yeah awful. biden biden's gonna open it back up but anyway it's just gonna go back and forth reopening with cuba is gonna go back and forth as we continue to have republicans and democrats because because for because for the uh, for for the capitalist class, they don't really care if Cuba's open or closed because there's there's not a consumer market there. There's a human rights concern about you know whether or not you know free movement between borders and shit like that. But that's like getting really meta. Well, anyway, no, it was the funniest fucking thing. Some conservative decided after Cuba opened up a little bit, like he went down there and he was gonna like you know gotcha moment, prove that communism in Cuba was failing with his own eyes. And what he found was grocery stores that were fully stocked. <laughs> and he finally found like the home appliance section of this one like grocery store in Havana. And it was just like a wall of blenders behind him. And so he like took a selfie and he's like, see, this is what communism is. There's no choice. And it was all the same blender. Like it was just a wall of blenders. It was yeah. all the same blender. And somebody pointed out on Twitter, they were like, well, tell me, Mr. Capitalist, man, how how many different types of blenders do we need before we does a freedom like you know it's, it's how many how many types of blender do we actually need has anyone actually improved on the blender in the last 50 years you know it's that that kind like there's different motors i guess some are more powerful than others but like a blender's a blender dude like calm down you you went there trying to prove a point you realized you were wrong the cognitive dissonance set in and you got really mad on the plane ride home like it was you know go 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 back to california where you pay high taxes get incredible fucking public services and then complain about those public services because you think everything the government does is communism like Pretty it's much. it just really fucking pisses me off sometimes well, but yeah this is what made me think of it it was speaking um, speaking of the of the police state uh it is frighteningly becoming more automated um wilder do you want to dive into this nypd nypd uh, robotic police dog bullshit that's happening. That's actually a, a really good uh, segue. I saw what you, where you were going with it. Yeah, so the uh, the police decided to release a robot dog down this one uh, neighborhood just to try it out. They, it's like a $74,000 robot dog. It doesn't look like a dog. It's just like a tube on legs. It's a nightmare thing that just sort of stomps around and is terrifying. The thing that kind of sort of looks like it could be a head is on its butt. But anyway, it's just this scary, scary thing that patrols the neighborhood. So and it did so for like a week before people complained about it enough that they got rid of it. Because the because first place they released it was... Black neighborhood? A, uh, a housing development. A poor people neighborhood. Okay, so... Yeah. 
a, a little bit of backstory on the robot itself. It's it's manufactured by a company called Boston Dynamics. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who are on the internet, like they know Boston Dynamics without knowing Boston Dynamics. Have you ever seen the, uh, the, the some people label it as like, this is why the machines will revolt. They have, they also no, have a they, they I have also seen, have a uh, black mirror, and this dog looks a lot yeah. like the robot from Black the, Mirror. The Black Mirror dog was actually based on an earlier prototype of this of one this one. specific uh, robotic dog. Now it can be fully automated; like it can, you can set it with like GPS coordinates. I want you to go and like you know walk around this field for a little while or patrol this black neighborhood. Um, but Spot is uh, Spot is not intelligent. That's the name of it, by the way. They they named it. They, Boston Dynamics is the company that did. Uh, those videos that some people wait hang on boston dynamics is the company that did those videos that some people label like this is why the robots will rebel of like a guy hitting a bipedal robot with with a hockey stick and knocking boxes out of its hands to show how it would like self-right itself and stand up again and some people are actually kind of yeah 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 spot was originally uh, designed as like a test bed platform uh, for future robot developments. And uh, basically uh, one of Spot's things that they were talking about doing and, and what, what, what Spot was doing for the NYPD there was um, basically it's a roaming security camp. That's basically what it does. And so it has set points that it stops at 360 view, then it continues on down the street, stops 360 view, and it'll make the block like five times just, just in case, you know, it's, it's like taking license plate numbers and, and facial recognition technologies right around the corner. You know, it's, it's a horrible, yeah. horrible thing that this little robot's been used for. But it's also, don't hate on the robot, hate on the police on this one. Yeah, because yeah. the robot is also designed to do things like it can crouch and crawl as well to like get in to find like, you know, a building collapses to help rescue people or right. locate them and identify them. And it's... um. So it's, the first... So the yeah. first thing we use it is not like saving a family in a burning building or like oh, no, no, going, they're, they're... going in a building collapse. It's like, let's fucking patrol poor people and be like, now we're going to have fucking robots do it. There's so there's there's more people. than just there's there's more than just uh, there's more than just a uh, uh, cop spot out there. There uh, some yeah. construction companies have employed spots to uh, like uh, roam around construction sites, especially of like tall buildings, like over three stories, uh, you know, like big contractors and what it does is it goes to preset spots on each floor and we'll take a photo of what's being done that day so they can create like a time lapse but then they can also one person from a room can be like oh okay they're not quite done with that portion of the thing like you know a contractor doesn't have to walk around the whole site the little spots are doing it for them so then they can like you know and they have a record of this is the progress that we made this day and this, and these this are still being used right now what now these are still being used right now for uh, contractors uh, so in some places, yeah, they're still pretty much in the prototype phase, and there's a few knockoffs that are not bad. But uh, what what you described as the butt is actually the head, and it has uh, it has cameras on the side of its body. It has a camera on its butt. It has a, I want to say it has a camera underneath, and then it has the the face camera, which is actually two cameras pointing like this, like right. crossing it. It so does that seem it to be can... walking like away from. Walking backwards, I guess. So that's why I was it's, like, oh, well, no, like it can walk backwards. Head on yeah. the, the, the problem with the technology is that, like, the idea is that the technology should make uh, policing and everything more um, equitable. But the issue is just like with facial uh, recognition technology, it turns out because it's programmed by us who are either implicit or uh, uh, what are the, the basically un, 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 unmeaning to be or on purpose uh, racist. 
technology is like the facial recognition stuff is screwing over people of color like they've done such a bad job with facial recognition technology that it just goes all black people look the same he's the so you're going to come to a future eventually where a police robot just shows up arrests you throws you in jail based on an algorithm and facial recognition and all this stuff that is an error and then like what what are you going to write an appeal to say that the robot was wrong you know yes the robot can't be racist like that's what you're going <laughs> to see in our lifetimes like this designer can be yeah but no so, one's gonna, people are gonna yeah. be like what do you mean we have robot cops robot cops it's, can't be racist or it, wrong it's again it's again like i said with the uh with the self-driving cars they're not it's not automated it's merely unsupervised that's yeah. that's all that it is and it's not intelligent in any way shape or form it we we could see within our lifetime uh, a, a, a robot the size of a human becomes sapient, meaning knowledgeable, but definitely not intelligent, not sentient. We're, we're, we're not there yet. And, um, you know, whether or not we want to go there is a whole nother question, but that's best less for, you know, philosophers and computer programmers, two groups that are well known for hanging out with one another. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of racist, I'm still excited for uh, the first robot designer to accidentally design like the gray goo and just eat Earth alive. Oh no! Yeah, the, gray goo is a lot. The, of fun. the gray goo, the gray goo yeah. is the worst apocalypse scenario. It's the one I. It's the least cool one. It's the one where you just get eaten by nanobots. I don't like that unless, one. Unless, unless it's not us that gets gray gooed, it's someone else, and we discover it, then it becomes really fucking interesting. Like capitalists, yeah. like it just gray gooses. Great, it just gray goose Republicans. What do you mean? Like we find it on another planet? Like another on planet, another planet. planet. Yeah, like like we 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 find out why most other species uh, don't make it to interstellar civilization and that is because of gray goo and we dodged a bullet you know oh, it could be like that, the last great filter and we got well, around yeah, i mean it, it could be it could also be that um you know why nasa says that voyager is <laughs> oh man i'm sorry that was a cough that made me burp it's the gray goo <laughs> it's the gray goo it's coming for you the gray goo of bobby yeah no but um but uh no 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 it's uh it's it's that voyager Voyager 1 hasn't actually left the solar system. It hit the wall. And we're just, <laughs> and we're just we, we, we can leave the Earth. It. We just can never leave our solar system. They, they, they snow globed us and we can't get out. Like, yeah. We would, we would deserve it. Um, so pe- oh. speaking of people who should be snow globed. Oh, this whole get this whole solar system got Krampus. Oh no. Yeah. Um, so this is actually an interesting, uh, I actually want to get an opinion on this. So a uh, Chattanooga assistant uh, football coach was fired over a tweet um, disparaging the state of Georgia and voting rights advocate uh, Stacey Abrams. So now this guy is suing to get his job back uh, with back pain damages. Uh, He's suing on the uh, contents. He says his First Amendment rights are violated. Um, Chris Malone was forced to resign. um, And and so uh, uh, January 7th, what was the tweet? I'll judge him based on what the tweet well, is. Hold on, hold on. It's not just the tweet. Um, so he works for he works for the for it's a not state. just the tweet. He took out a billboard. <laughs> it's it's uh, he works for a state, I guess a state school. Um, so he had a he said the social media post, it was done on his own time, on his own Twitter account as a private citizen. In the tweet, he said, uh, congratulations to the state of Georgia and fat Albert. Uh, at Stacey Abrams, because you have truly shown America the true works of cheating in an election again. 
Uh, enjoy the buffet, big girl. You earned it. Hope the money is good. Still not governor. So uh, the school that he works oh, for. Yeah, I don't know. He is a shithead, and I say fuck him. Well, well, the the he's so he's suing, and so uh, it, it's it, my constitutional right to be an asshole. Well, it kind of is, but the question is now well, because he's well, because yeah. he's a government employee. My constitutional right to say fuck him. These <laughs> days, <laughs> because he's a government employee, the question now becomes: Was being fired from a government job the government censoring his First Amendment right to free speech? Ah, you know what's sad is as much as Uh, I want to say fuck him, I kind of think it was. I kind of think it was the government censoring him. But again, it's it's not it's not the government censoring him. He can still say anything that he wants. Ah, true. Actually, yeah, that's true. He just has to do it. um, They have not. Which he'll now have a lot more of. the, where, where did you say this was? This was Tennessee? Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay, yeah. The, the state of Tennessee, the, the school district or whatever in Chattanooga, uh, did not impede on his First Amendment right at all. He can still say anything that he wants. I mean, if he wants to say, yeah, fuck Stacey Abrams, that's entirely his right to do so. The school board does not have to tolerate people who put, you know, vaguely racist but definitely like you know body shaming and all that kind of shit they 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 don't need to you know and it's just sort of but it's also the school board can come back and say like you know what example is this setting for kids that when you don't have a good argument against someone you disagree with politically mock their body type like you know this guy doesn't deserve to be a coach to begin with like yeah, yeah. no i, I agree furthering the uh the, what do you call it the conspiracy theory that the election was rigged which yeah. by the way a new poll is out just today that showed 70% of uh, Republicans believe that Joe Biden did not have enough votes to win. Yeah, that's so. uh, eventually that's going to not repair. That's going to tear the country apart. But Probably. so that, that was, you know, I, I thought about it back and forth and I went, well, if they fired him and put him in jail for saying that that would be a violation of his first amendment. Right. But the first amendment doesn't guarantee you the right to employment with the government. Um, it just yeah. guarantees that the government can't go. I don't like what you said. I'm going to put you in jail for saying that. Yeah, uh, and also government employees are restricted from some free speech. Like yeah. they're not allowed to get involved with political campaigns. They're not allowed. Like, like take take for instance, uh, I, I I work for a local privately owned um, uh, 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 television station that's owned by a multi billion dollar corporation. But you know, I it is it is unethical for me to uh, volunteer for a political campaign. It is illegal for me to contribute money to a political campaign or to be paid by a political campaign for, for, for my labor. I mean, it yeah. makes sense. You, you give up some freedoms whenever well, you take a job because again, capitalism pretends to be voluntary. It's really not, but that's the model that we're going. What what kind of drives me a little bit crazy about the the free speech people is we've established uh, multiple times. You can go back and look at, um, you can look at Shank versus the U.S., uh, the court case that established that the United States, especially in times of war, absolutely can um, limit speech that it deems a national security threat in addition to, they they said any speech that I can feel be like dim- anyone that talks about the election being rigged is definitely a security threat, a national <laughs> security threat. Well, any they they said basically 
uh, um, they said in the court case that um, there is a limit to free speech in any speech that demonstrates a clear and present danger, such as yelling fire in a crowded theater when there is no fire, is not considered protected speech. So the number one, they get it wrong. Yeah, but, but two, what 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 that what that case was specifically doing was uh, the federal government coming down on socialist groups, right? Who were basically saying we Don't have join to the take army this in a different yeah, and we have to take this country in a different direction. So it's yeah. like you know once again labor rights being suppressed by the federal government. Like, but my, yeah. my point, but my point was there we've demonstrated there absolutely are whether you agree with them or not there are limits on free speech. And you have yeah. these fucking cowboys that are just like any consequence for any speech that they say. They're like, oh, I'm being infringed upon. And I like I'm like I mean, for freedom of speech, never guaranteed freedom from consequence. Like yeah, people yeah. that tweet exactly. online and people yell at them. They're not being censored. They're just, you know, simply seeing other people exercising their First Amendment rights. But when you bring it to them, too, they're like, well, who's to judge? I don't know. The judges. You yeah, know, yeah. in the court cases, that like that's my favorite argument when people get into like, well, who's going to make the decision? Judges and juries. Judges and juries will make the decision. That's what precedent is. That's why we have them. Like, where's the line yeah. drawn? Wherever the fucking Supreme Court and Congress draw the line. Yeah. Ah, God, we need to hurry up and fix the Supreme Court. Speaking of, they did bring the bill up to the floor, to, didn't they, to say um, it should be expanded? Where's that? Where's that at? Right I'm still, now? I'm still against. Uh, probably, it. probably in the house. Somewhere. I'm still against yeah. it. I, I stand, I stand against, it, against because it. I'm against it because I'm afraid that if we expand the court to like a reasonable like 13 justices, when we get Trump to you know Supreme Court boogaloo, he's gonna like expand it to Fuck 40. It. We'll, we'll do the same thing as soon as the next guy comes in. Well, eventually we'll the, keep expanding it by two Eventually members. we'll have more Supreme Court justices than citizens on this planet yes. like, <laughs> yeah that, that's where we're going that's that's what and I'm then afraid. We'll have to, we'll have to you can be a supreme court justice and, like, reconstruct and, their people and you can well, be a supreme I, court I justice think, yeah I, I i i do think that there is significant movement to expand the supreme court which i don't i don't know if i agree with but i think it's the only way to fix it otherwise we're looking at a conservative supreme court for like the next 50 years yeah have, that have will do a, We'll never in our lifetimes see America get fixed. Hey, man. So uh, that yeah. sucks. Well, I yep. was going to say, you know, not a lot you can do about it, but maybe those Second Amendment people can, as they always like to <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, that's what Trump said about whenever he tried to talk people into killing Hillary. Like, does anyone even still remember that? Yeah. Trump tried to have his political opponent murdered. Nothing yep. you can do about it, folks. Nothing you can do. Well, Just maybe my, Second Amendment. <laughs> all, my face, all my Facebook memories are like, remember that when the president said someone should go out and kill his political opponent? Yep. Wow. Yeah, and that guy, that guy got impeached twice and still wasn't removed. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. And also, the Mueller report was separate from his impeachment. That still didn't get him removed. His son should be in fucking prison because his oh, son and, saw and the fucking Russians in Trump Tower. But the judges were like, "Oh well, he didn't know that was illegal." So you know, everyone gets one. It's like, no precedent says that uh, ignorance of the law is no excuse for breaking the law. But it worked for him because he's the president's son, and King Trump is above the law. Anyway. Well, uh, speaking about uh, that's, dumb, that's an old rant. Speaking about dumb shit things, today's uh, Pete Science Corner. Um, oh right, we still is, have a podcast. Yeah, is the dumbest. Uh, I, I want to say the dumbest Pete Science Corner we're ever going to do. Um, and and Rude. we we talked about this earlier a little bit. So hold on, let me just get it out, and then we can shred it. NASA's Hubble Telescope captures a rare metal asteroid worth seventy times 
the global economy. So basically, mm-hmm. they saw this asteroid. It's made of a rare metal, and apparently it is worth 70 times, basically 70 Earth economies. And I read this, and my brain it's exploded. It's worth $10 quintillion. Do you know how stupid we sound when we quantify everything in capitalism like that? Like, what the what the fuck? Like, what? It's, it's Americans it's will the, use any unit of measurement except for metric. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's... It's if you've ever watched this the History Channel. It's worth 40 quadrillion barrels of oil at current market prices. Like, you know what I mean? The asteroid, the asteroid is worth what we would call 10 and a half uh, septillion Donald Trump, Trump tat. Like, what? What? What is? Because it's like, it's the size of, like, I want to say Massachusetts or something. And it's made out of nothing but iron and copper. Also, like it's not made of rock and ice like most uh, it's asteroids also, are. It's also so. like, do you think that the copper market is going to stay steady if we bring an asteroid no. made of copper? So, like, I don't even understand but, how this calculation. Let's calculations- say we, could, we brought it to Earth and gently set it down so it didn't wipe out all life. And so now it's here and we can just mine it all out. I mean, iron's going to be worth nothing. Copper's going to be worth nothing. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen. It's not actually worth that much money. Well, yeah. if they well, sold like, it all at market value, sure, but that much money doesn't exist, so you can't yeah. pay yeah. it. It's 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 you. You wouldn't bring it down to the surface. You. It's in. Like I was telling you guys in the chat, it's insanely dangerous to do. But mm-hmm. all of that shit that's on that asteroid is on the moon. I, I I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The moon's crust is made of the exact same shit as. The Earth's crust, they are literally one in the same. The early Earth was struck by a protoplanet called Theia, well, that we have called Theia, since since approximating its origins and everything. And it was orbiting with the Earth around the sun until it fell out of its orbit of, I believe it's the L1 uh, gravity well out ahead of us. And then it, it clipped us disintegrated and became we had a ring for a little while a very hot molten ring the entire surface of the earth was was recovered and um yeah so so the moon is very rich in precious metals but the capitalists keep talking about well asteroids are really easy respectively uh, well well in in light of this they're they're very easy let's move one into low earth orbit because we can already get to low earth orbit that's easy but getting back that would wipe, moon, no that's way that's too dangerous horrible. jesus christ yeah. that's yeah, the no, stupidest no, no. So fucking bring one into low earth orbit so that we can mine it and i'm just sitting here whenever i finally like i used to be on board with this like i was like yeah it's an awesome idea get the resources you know and then we have it up there we can industrialize the asteroid and i'm sitting here going but wait the moon is right there why why is it capitalism I it's, rocket it's a, a can, doomsday asteroid into already, low Earth orbit. It's because we can already get to low Earth orbit. And that's that's one of the reasons. So the capitalists don't have to spend money making, you know, new, you know, uh, rockets that can get us, you know, further to Remember, the moon reliably over and over again. But also because the moon has no labor. Yeah. It has no labor. There's no indigenous population on the moon. But you want to know where there is an indigenous population just below low Earth orbit, also known as the surface of the planet. So it would be really easy to send workers up to an asteroid in low Earth orbit than it would be to send workers to the moon. Yeah. And that's 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 the whole that's a huge yeah, part the, of the reason. Why the whole the whole reason they, that we are not in space right now is because of fucking capitalism. Like remember when I told you that story about when I was in um like sixth grade and we went to space camp and they told us. Uh, how much reinforced carbon carbon that coats the the very hottest parts of the shuttle is $10 billion a square foot. And even as a sixth grader, I went, 
who the fuck is charging 10 billion dot like who the fuck are you paying this is a oh, it's highly specialized work though i know but like, it benefits any- it benefits the whole earth so i just mean like who is charging 10 billion dollars for a thing well, the, that the entire earth should just do the space shuttle program was kind of poopy though like it was yeah, yeah, so yeah. An idea, the, the idea for like a space plane comes from von braun like it comes from like the 40s and 50s but the the idea was less what we got and more sort of you know surface to low earth orbit but it's just bringing passengers and we needed a heavy lift rocket because we decided we weren't going to make Saturn V's anymore. And they were told, well, the space plane is going to be cheaper. And then they didn't listen to the rest of the sentence. The space plane is going to be cheaper <laughs> to get humans into orbit. We still need a heavy lift rocket to get other shit up well, there. Too- and the idea was that we would just cut off the top of the space shuttle's uh, fuel tank, slap some engines on the bottom of it, and then put a cow- put put whatever you need, like your space station or whatever, under a cowling. To be, to be to to be be fair to Von Braun, his calculations yeah. also included uh probably lots of Jewish space labor, uh free, well, free he, you know what I mean? Like Jewish he, slaves uh, in space. Like, he also the ones with the that, space laser, yes. Yeah, he also very fervently believed that some of the first humans to set foot on Mars would need to be paleontologists and archaeologists to look at the farmers. Yeah, to, to look at the uh, no, to look at the uh, all, all all the uh, alien fossils that were yeah. for sure going to we were going to find on Mars. Like, well, no yeah. one you know no one accused the Nazis of being the 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 smartest. Um, yeah, but know. I mean, no, von Braun wrote a whole book on how we were going to get to Mars, and it was basically kind of the the a lot of Apollo, um, a lot of the Apollo program was basically this book. We just didn't take it all the way to Mars, but there was a case study done. On because you know, like whenever we launched Voyager 1 and Voyager 2, we launched them at a very opportune time where um the Earth, Venus, Jupiter, and Saturn were all in a were coming up on a fairly particular alignment. Right. Pardon me. That was uh that that was very uh advantageous for gravity assists. Well, anyway, an idea was floated, and there were case studies done on um the first human mission to Mars to take place sometime in the 70s, right around the time that we launched Voyager 1 and Voyager 2. And this would have used Apollo hardware, uh, a three-man capsule, and the stage right below the service module. Remember from Apollo 13, it was the little cone on top was where they were living. And then there was the big chunky boy at the end that had the engine. And that was that was like, you know, service module. And capitalism so ruined it again. Instead of having, instead of having the lunar lander, beneath that because you know it turned around to connect with it and then pull the lunar lander out you'd keep that whole final stage when it was drained of fuel for your shot out into the solar system uh you would then take what was in the little pod bay and uh furnish the interior of that uh of that spent fuel uh container and that would be where the astronauts would live uh for a flyby of both venus and mars and possibly out into the asteroid belt before returning to earth and this was it was it was going to take it was going to take a year and a half of space flights but we were going to send three astronauts to do a flyby of venus a flyby of mars drop probes on mars leave a satellite orbit of venus and possibly make it all the way out to a inner asteroid like a like a trans martian asteroid an asteroid that cuts in front of and or behind mars in its orbit but uh yeah 
that was totally planned and we never did it because of the Nixon administration. And they were simply told, oh, space shuttle will be way cheaper. And then they didn't listen to the rest of the sentence. Yeah at bringing people oh, to space like yeah it was um so the the space shuttle itself like there's tons of videos on this if you want to check them out on youtube vintage space has a so, really good uh video on it but the space shuttle was kind of a camel it so was speak- you know the horse designed by committee so and speaking, it, 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 yeah speaking of uh people that didn't read the rest of the directions uh today and uncle bobby tells us why the past mm. was terrible uh you were going to tell us about the saint francis dam yeah so the saint francis dam Okay, so it's right. it, the late 1800s, early 1900s. All right, uh, picture it. Southern California, mm. 1900. Uh, Los Angeles is up and coming. The, the, the gold rush is over, but we have found oil, and now oil is becoming important. And also, uh, there's a lot of people moving out here basically to get away from, you know, East Coast orthodoxy. California has a really good climate. Um, but we need to feed these people and we need to water these people. How do we do that? We're building a city on the edge of the ocean, which has no drinking water, and uh, we don't get a lot of rainfall. And, uh, oh, yeah, you know, like all the snow melt basically just runs into the ocean once a year. Well, what do we do? Uh, so a series of still trying to figure out dams, <laughs> a, a, a series of dams and aquifers uh, sorry, dams and aqueducts were planned by what was then called the Bureau of Waterworks and Supply, which is now the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. Um, so this dam, the St. Francis Dam, was uh, built uh, over the course of two years. Um, in, from 1924 to 1926, it was a curved concrete gravity dam, so very similar to um, the Hoover Dam, where, you know, it's a big concave shape the water is behind here and you know it's like an arch right right right. what do arches do they want to stay up well anyway um it was located in the san fres san fresquito canyon of the sierra pelona mountains it's about 40 miles north of los angeles and it was intended to uh the dam only stood for two years it was intended to hold back on. I'm sorry, I'm in the Wikipedia article. It was designed to hold back. Well, every the thing about anything, like when you say like it was built in like the 1920s, in my head, I'm already thinking of just like we've just come out of like that gilded age of like capitalism, throw enough Irishmen at any problem and they'll get it fixed. And so, like, I feel like that's yeah. that's still around where they're like, ah, cut corners, kid. What do you what do you want about the dam's gonna collapse? Dam's never collapse. Yeah. Kind of shit. So um so, so according to Wikipedia, the population of Los Angeles was uh, increasing incredibly rapidly. It was about 100,000 in 1900, according to the census. And by 1910, so just 10 years later, it had 320,000 people in it. And by 1920, it had 576,000 people. So you're talking about over a 20-year span, an increase five-fold in, 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 in um population right and the you know, roughly real, how many people have been killed by COVID in the last year the the real heartbreak of this dam disaster is that okay so they're they're positive at least 430 people died we're pretty sure it's a higher number oh yeah it's probably closer to 1500 because once again everything in the past was terrible uh we were really only counting the white bodies oh no yeah yeah <sighs> Isn't that fun? 
uh, a lot of uh, immigrant farm labor, because again, you have a giant dam and you have a giant aqueduct. What are we using the water for? We're growing food. Who is growing the food for us? Well, it's Mexican immigrants. Welcome to the Southern, welcome to the Southwest United States. We yep. certainly hate Mexicans. God, I love this avocado. Would you like some more avocado? I would love some more avocado. Um, anyway, so, so, so the collapse of the St. Francis Dam is comparatively one of the worst engineering disasters that, well, it's, it's claimed to be the second worst by body count engineering disaster, uh, well, uh, uh, civil engineering disasters. Sorry, it's the second greatest loss of life in California's history from a single incident and only after the 1906 San Francisco earthquake and fire. The San Francisco um, earthquake was one of those where like, it's, it's so bad. It's almost like a, um, like a, like an SNL sketch or like a Monty Python sketch. Cause like the earthquake happens and everyone's laying on the rubble, like, Oh my God. And then yeah. like, and then a get, fire starts and then a fire yeah. starts. Yeah. It's yeah. just like stuff just and, keeps happening and these poor people and, can't catch a break. And I mean, San Francisco, the, the 1906 earthquake and fire, when, when you think like the, if you look at the images, if you look it up and you look at the images, it, it looks like Hiroshima. Yeah. Like everything is just gone. Now you actually pulled the words out of my brain. I was like, it actually, yeah, it I was going to say, yeah, it looked like the, yeah, the new Yeah, it drops. looks really bad. So the St. Francis Dam, um, whenever it blew, it had, hang on. Um, did so it hit, did it go dam, to LA? This is, this is a dam. No, 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 no. It's in a, it was on a, a, a valley just north of Los Angeles. And so it went down that valley, not through Los Angeles. Uh, it took out, do, 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 do. What is the name of the town? Uh, you know, the other oh, thing you were saying okay. about like disasters like that, like not only are they not counting non-white people, but like disasters like that too, there a lot of times either is there's not a body left to find or anything recognizable or the body's Something, just yeah. buried there, there under a, tons uh, of stuff. There, there was a there, there was a landslide into the world's tallest dam in Italy. I want to say it was in the 1950s. I'm going to have to go back and look that up. But um, uh, a landslide into a dam, like the dam didn't break. the The valley collapsed into the dam, and it collapsed with such speed and such force mm. that they're pretty sure the people, like the workers who were standing on the dam watching this happen were vaporized by a 100 foot tall wall of water that then rushed down the valley and decimated three towns yeah like the bodies were never found their clothes were never found uh the the control room for the dam was like this little you know hardened concrete you know, reinforced concrete pillbox type structure gone it was yep. completely gone and the dam still stands to this day again the dam did not collapse everything else collapsed and yeah. it's just gone. But anyway, the St. Francis Dam, um, it was a, and, and this is why all the past was terrible as well, is that the only reason it, it wasn't, oh, they built it wrong to save a buck. It wasn't, oh, they just didn't care to build it right. No, no, no. They built this thing to last a hundred years. Like they knew that they needed water and they knew that they were going to need aquifers and that they were going to need, you know, all this stuff, but it they, was- They have geology, to rebuild it this year. Geology had not progressed far enough as a science to tell the contractors, this is a bad place to put a dam. Yeah, and it's, you know, we- The, it, the land, so, so if you look at the images of the vast bit of the dam that was left standing, which was eventually torn down because it was kind of, it was just this monolith 
of, of a section of the dam that just looks perfectly preserved. It's just, you know, only about 40 feet wide and that's all that's left of the dam, but it's like from the very middle of the dam. And just, it, it was, you know, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so it, 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 it opened in 1926 and it got it to its peak uh, water. Cause you, you basically have four types of dams. Uh, you have flood control dams. You have, uh, you, you, you have um, like recreational dams. You have power generation dams and you have, uh, and you have reservoir dams. Well, all I mean, dams like- have reservoirs, but one that's specifically for water, uh, water storage. And there's different levels of water yeah. that you want to have for each one. So if it's just like a recreational dam, you want to have the, the, it to be as low as it can possibly be while still creating a navigable lake. You know, well, like, what types of boats and stuff do you want to have on it? But then there's the it's power sad. generation dam. You want to keep the water level as high as possible to get the highest pressure to go over the turbines. And then, well, what this was, a a um, a, um, a, a, a reservoir dam, you kind of want to split the difference between the two because you don't want to have so much water that if you get a huge deluge right. after, the, after the snow has melted, you get a huge deluge and then the dam will be overtopped. But you also don't want it so low that by the middle of the summer, when it's not raining and you're not going to get snow for a couple months, you you run out of water for the for the farmers and, and whatnot. Well, that, that needed, well you know, you know so it's, it's what's said, you know, that like every single like safety thing. And the reason we build stuff like this or that is because there was a time in which it then collapsed and killed like fifteen hundred people. Um, every it's like I, I tell everybody, like everything that we are here today, we're sitting on a pile of bodies. Somebody somewhere died horribly, suffocated, oh, yeah. was smashed by something, and they were like, Oh, we need well, to, it, it's you know. it's uh you know, it's it's the um you know the 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 European plagues that that came to the Americas, you know, possibly the Americas to combined possibly had a population of about 90 million people when yeah. Columbus arrived. That was down to 10, just a, 10 million, just a hundred years later. Like why is America, America's media and pop culture so obsessed with the apocalypse? Well, it's because we're standing on top of one. Yeah, pretty much. We're standing on top of an apocalypse. Like it's, it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely uh, uh, just fucking insane. How many people died so that we could sit here and make a podcast. Like, oh yeah, it, yeah. It's I'm sure. Nuts. I'm I'm sure that like thousands of people died, you know, doing podcasts in the 20s because they didn't have, you know, getting getting electrocuted. You know, the first headphones yeah. probably made your head explode or something weird. Or people are like put this on. It's really neat. You can have somebody talk. And then like they're like, oh, it makes I, people's I eyes bleed. The strings connecting the cups going from one house to another probably locked a lot of heads off from people running down <laughs> yeah. the street really fast to see them. You just accidentally garrot people who are riding a bicycle down the sidewalk. Because um, I want to move on really quick, but horrifyingly oh. enough, um, these the, if you ever watch the safety evolution of the um, of motor vehicles, uh, safety glass um, ca- safety glass came before the um, the chest strap. And what was so terrible about that was the waist strap would stop your body, but your head would go through the safety glass. And then when you came back, the glass would either jam in your throat and kill you or pop your head completely off. So yeah. there was a whole there bunch was also of the steering wheels before collapsible steering columns. The steering wheel would just impale the driver. Yeah. 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 And, Early- and, the, and the shit part of it is, and this is again, all of the past was terrible. It's, it's stuff like in the nineties, 
Chrysler had a problem with the Dodge and with the Dodge Caravan and the Chrysler Town and Country and the Plymouth, I think it was a Plymouth Voyager. Yeah, Voyager, Plymouth Voyager, uh, that you could put the car in, you could put the van in gear without the keys and the ignition. Nice. I nice, right? I, I had a car and, like that, and, but that's because it was busted. It wasn't supposed to do that. But, it, but and, and, and their argument for not doing anything about it was that, well, who puts a car in gear while the keys are not in the ignition? And so some researchers took... Forgetful person uh, with hearing uh, issues? Uh, Children, chalked, dogs, anything. Chalked a, uh, they, they, they chalked a Chrysler Town and Country on 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 basically on a test track and a parking lot of a test track they they chalked the wheels so the car couldn't move and they took three kids put them inside a dodge caravan without um without uh without any keys in the ignition and they said yeah just go just go just go play in the van the first thing the kids did was they pulled on the fucking shift that was the mm -hmm. very first thing. And you didn't even have to put your foot on the, you didn't have to put your foot on the gas, uh, sorry, the brake. You didn't have to have the keys in the ignition, nothing. It was missing. And this is, this is the best part because this killed like two dozen people, including a lot of kids. It was four cents a vehicle. Yep. Four cents a vehicle. Capitalism like, will eventually kill us all. It, yeah, yeah. And I, I love these so. people who are like, oh, they're just over-regulating everything. No, you fucking moron. It's like, well, I survived. Yeah, do you know how many people fucking didn't? Yeah, like, you're, yeah. you're sitting on a pile of corpses, baby. Yeah. We it's all fucking, are. It's just like all the, the people that say, you know, confirmation why? bias, man. It's, it's well, we didn't have seatbelts whenever I was coming up. We came out just fine. I'm like, yeah, but like, uh, like, like. 10 people from your high school died in horrible accidents. Like yeah, it's just like whenever you talk about microtransactions and you're like, oh, I'm not tempted to buy this. It's like, because you're not the target. You're yeah. not the person they're trying to get to buy it if if this is not tempting to you. So it's speaking, it's, yeah. Speaking of bad buys, uh Wild <laughs> is gonna give us some that's cute news coming straight out of Wisconsin. This is my favorite type of that's cute news. The type where capitalism plus the GOP equals just a lot of people got screwed over. Uh, in this mm -hmm. case, it would be the taxpayers got screwed over just out of billions of dollars going to waste. Oh, uh, so basically, I, so this is um, this is the idea where the uh, the GOP decided to give Foxconn just like a shitload of money to put some of their ideas into practice, GOP ideas into practice, because where, uh, I'll start from the beginning. So Foxconn chose to build its first American factory in Wisconsin in 2017. Wisconsin. Huh? I said, I just said Wisconsin. Yeah. Home of American with, moments, uh, baby. With uh, Trump himself greenlighting uh, $4.1 billion in taxpayer subsidies to Foxconn. In return, they were supposed to spend $10 billion and hire 13,000 people to work in a 20 million square foot manufacturing campus in Wisconsin, right? This is the largest construction plan in state history, requiring 16,000 Wisconsin construction workers to build everything. The Foxconn mega plant was planned to be created and operational by 2020. It was intended to turn Wisconsin into a new hub for technology and innovation and intended to infuse $7 billion of uh, money into Hold on. the state annually. We, we, wait, we spent $10 billion to get $7 billion back. It, that was the well, plan, right? 
a year. Okay, I'm sorry. I was like, already that math sucks. That means you're three billion. You mm-hmm. could have just put that three ten billion in the local bank and like anyway, continue. Yeah. Sorry. And just big money. So this is the point I was getting to. This was meant to be the proof of concept that the Republican way of bringing manufacturing jobs back to the US was far superior to the Democratic way. Democrats okay. would have invested directly into infrastructure. And we know this because that's what Joe Biden's doing right now. Right. 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 Trying. And He's it's trying also to do. You know, yeah. the intelligent thing to do. Yeah. The GOP way is handing subsidies directly to huge corporations and using cash into people that already have billions of dollars and don't need it. But they're saying the GOP says if you give money directly to billionaires, they will trickle down the, uh, the economics into creating jobs and all that. There's, there's, I'm going to, when you're done, I'm going to, there's two things I'm going to go off on about this that I'm just patiently waiting, um, if you will. So, yeah, we went with the GOP way. Uh, this never would have happened without Trump greenlighting it. This is totally, I mean, Trump was even there. Uh, there's a video of him at the, uh, the groundbreaking ceremony, um, digging a shovel, then dropping the dirt right back in the hole. Cause he's <laughs> never used a shovel in his life. He doesn't know how that works. Like very lightly scratched. Everyone else actually stuck the d- shovel and did that and tossed it. He was just like, bah, bah, bah. Anyway, fast forward to 2021, and the whole Foxconn thing ended up being a tremendous scam. They uh, constantly failed to meet their goals, spent years pivoting wildly from one idea to another to try and move the goalpost to match the fact that they were failing to get anything done at all. They changed the model of the factory repeatedly. They discussed building a high-tech ecosystem. Uh, they purchased a series of buildings from which to which they went on to leave um, empty and abandoned. They're like, we're going to build this ecosystem, right? We're going to build it in these buildings, which we're purchasing. And then they didn't do anything with them. They just left them out there as like little ghost houses dotting the, um, the countryside in Wisconsin, right? Uh, for a while, they floated the idea of using the empty buildings to store boats. So there's that. <laughs> Sorry, they were, just, could use it for boat storage. <laughs> well, that, that is a very Republican make, solution. Um, that, that's yeah, a very that, Republican solution to what, what do we do with all this warehouse space? Well, obviously, the people have boats, and they yeah, will need to yeah. store those boats. And we will corner the market for storing boats. Thank you, Foxconn. Like, they oh, literally weren't, so, weren't so, sure what they actually wanted to develop whenever they finished uh, actually building the factory, which they were still trying to finish developing. And they went back and forth between either, and this is true, making ice cream or electric cars, or maybe just becoming a fish farm. And so just drastically different types of business models here, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, some people actually took Foxconn seriously and went forward with buying up land and building new roads uh, to the factory that Wisconsin or to the factory that they promised. Right. People yeah. in Wisconsin spent Wisconsin tax money, uh, about four hundred million dollars worth in new roads and infrastructure to support the Foxconn factory. So Foxconn now owning a ridiculous amount of Wisconsin real estate. They did actually, instead of just buying stuff, they built two things. One was a million square foot LCD fab. And I don't know what that is. That's just, I saw that and I wrote it down. LCD they made, what now? Uh, a, uh, an LCD fab. F-A-B. All, yeah. And the other thing they bought was a truly hilarious, gigantic glass orb. 
it's like a hundred stories tall. It's just this giant glass orb sitting out in the middle of the desert. And is some it, of the roads it, go to it. Is it is it bigger than the orb the Saudis had Trump touch? Yes. Uh, Trump <laughs> okay. is a uh, okay. two Just making sure that we still have one up on the house Assad. Our orb is bigger. Okay. Yes. Um, let me let me know when I can go off because I'm about to fucking drop some fucking fire soon so yeah i just i love the giant orb because it's empty they're not doing anything with it they build a giant orb and it's there now and that's it so um uh, now here's the fun fact those roads that they were uh building for them some go to the glass orb sure some go to the lcd fab uh but not all the roads lead to that many of them and this is the most truly perfect metaphor for the geos TOP's plan of action ever is that the vast majority of the roads lead to nowhere. They're just out there in the desert and then they eventually stop. Well, and not that's desert, where it is. Yeah, not, not desert, just unpopulated Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. There's no so, desert. Yeah, that's that's the uh, the Wisconsin um, Fox, Foxconn scam that Trump uh, decided to uh, buy into because he's an idiot. And I'm, good job, GOP. You made like no jobs and you I'm, wasted a shit ton of money. Doing I'm going to, I'm going to roll up my sleeves here. And, uh, uh, cause this, there's so many elements in here. With the fucking, magic of outer space. I fucking hate number one. That was all done during, uh, the tenure of Wisconsin governor, Scott Walker, who is literally a turd in human clothes. He's a despicable mm-hmm. human being. And if he died, I would throw a party. Um, which I think he was voted out. Thank God for Wisconsin, but not before he wasted billions of dollars. Um, two, if you're like Foxconn, what is that? Foxconn is the Chinese slave labor company that Apple has make all their stuff. Foxconn, famous for suicide nets. That's right. Foxconn is such a terrible company to work for that people in China were throwing themselves out of windows with such regularity that the company was like, should we improve working conditions? No, suicide nets are cheaper. That's who we're giving fucking money to. That, Those that's guys. who Trump looked at and thought, yeah, we want them over here in America. And this was going to be their very first American factory, by the way. Yeah. So, no, okay. as soon as I heard about this that years ago, I was like, I was like, fuck Foxconn. Like, why the fuck do we want them over here? Like, they could eat a dick. And of course, their, their model's never going to work over here unless the GOP keeps control of all three houses of uh, government uh, because people yeah. tend to get upset in America about suicide nets. Um, the second thing I wanted to bring up was Amazon tried the same stupid shit in New York City. They were like, we're going to build a factory and it's going to bring jobs. The people of New York rose the fuck up and said, get the hell out. We don't want your shit. All you're going to do, because they were promising crazy tax breaks to Amazon. Um, yeah. the, Governor Cuomo was basically, when they, the deal fell fuck apart. Governor Cuomo. Oh yeah, Cuomo was him. all but on his knees going, Bezos, please come back. I will, I will personally suck your dick if you just bring it, you know, like bring it back and, and put it in. Um, I can't remember if it was uh, Long Island City. Um, they were anyway, wherever they were going to put it, uh, fucking ruin the real estate, which is already fucked in New York. Um, they were going to give them so many tax breaks and it was going to like use heavily use New York infrastructure without putting any tax revenue back in. And it was only going to give a, like a marginal amount of jobs, basically all the people that they would need for this. They were, it was going to be like Silicon Valley. It was going to have, you're going to have techies come in that are making like multi, you know, like five figure salaries and driving up the prices. And basically anybody in New York was going to get fucked. So Amazon didn't get HQ2 built here uh, because we were like, fuck that shit. Anyway, that's my whole rant. 
fuck giving uh, tax breaks to corporations for moving into your place. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it just I, I really did forget that back in the era of Trump, we were constantly looking at a guy who would take every option and always pick the worst possible option. Pretty much. And that used to drive us insane for years. That's why the podcast got started, really, because we just needed to like scream about it. We needed, yeah, so, we needed, yeah. we needed, we needed to be able to speak into the void. Um, it's so weird that we're actually in an age where like logic and reason has returned to uh, the White House, and that Joe Biden just being a mediocre, middle of the road president compared to the last guy makes him look like a savant. Like he, uh, it's wonderful. He's the second coming of like either Jesus or Obama or something. I, I was know. gonna say he's the second coming of just like uh, white bread. Man. Just like you're like, oh. yeah, I mean, that, that's what he factually is. But compared to the last guy, yeah, that's just. Um, so we're running out of time. The question we have to ask is, uh, do we want to do a uh, "Am I the asshole?" Because I have one, and I'm kind of like, actually, I have the choice between two of them, um, and I will let you guys choose which one we want to do. Do we want to do a relationship or a home building one? Ooh, home building. Home building. All right. So this one is actually me turning this into who's the asshole here. Um, this actually comes from uh, Roswell, Georgia. Um, a family's home is falling into a trash sinkhole after being built on top. Of <laughs> I read this story. Yeah. After being built on top of construction debris 20 years ago um, and nobody is helping them. So they bought they bought their house uh, from a company um, and the, the company uh, DR Horton uh, didn't build it, but they bought it. And not knowing that it was built on top of an illegal trash pit that apparently you can't build houses on. Um, so DR Horton's like, it's not, it's not our fault. Um, the, yeah, it is. The, the people, should have surveyed the land better. Well, the people that built the house don't no longer exist. So you can't get money from them. And it's going to cost about $60,000 to not have their house uh, collapse into a trash pit. Um, so my buy the house from... Uh, they bought insurance to pay for that. Well, they bought it from Dr. Horton, who's like, we didn't know it was built on top of a trash pit. We just sold it. We didn't build it. They're, they're uh, the assholes. They need to give this family like a new house. Well, how does your homeowner's insurance not cover accidentally built on top of a fucking trash pit? Because insurance is a scam, and yeah. so that's why they're always so like hyper specific about what they'll pay up on, so that in case anything happens, they don't have to pay. That way, you're just paying them your entire life, and they never oh. have to return it. Oh, yeah, man. No, no, no. Let me tell you, living in southern Louisiana, living anywhere on the Gulf Coast, you will see firsthand insurance companies. So so there's hurricane insurance, specifically hurricane insurance that you can buy for your house. Right. There is also specifically flood insurance that you can buy for your house. However, flood insurance is not sold by private companies. It's sold by the federal government. Because floods are so catastrophic in scope and scale, there's no way to make flood insurance profitable. So the government has a national fund to cover that, but you still have to pay in based yeah. on how at risk your home is and there's well, flood zoning and everything. I, sorry for people who already know this, but like we, some people don't know this. But like, so, so the insurance companies after a hurricane will literally come in, take a look at a house that's had its roof completely torn off and look around, find 
that much of a watermark on the floor and go, no, all this is water damage. We're not covering this. And then the federal government has to cover it. Oh, yeah. Like insurance is a fucking yep. scam. Well, you it remember fucking scam. Even even after Katrina, when people were like, I've got everything covered, I've got all the right insurances, the insurance companies just went like, <laughs> you think we're gonna cover that? Fuck you. And then what are yeah. you gonna <laughs> what what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about it? Nothing, because you can't. Because it's a fucking scam. They just load up their medicine man show and move on to the next town. Yeah. My question though was: these people are. Do you think though that like buying a house like should be a gamble? Like it's kind of like a little bit like I don't know. You bought this house. Is buying a house always like a risk that it will fall into I, a trash pit? I am. I, I am. I am all for a system very similar to Singapore's. If you don't know about Singapore's housing market, basically. Uh, 80% of the housing in Singapore is public housing. And I'm not, this is not, you know, the projects, but it is public housing projects. But um, they take a, since this has been since the 50s, since Singapore was made independent of um, Malaysia, because Singapore was originally part of Malaysia, but politically they were divergent from what Malaysia was doing. And actually, Singapore is the only country on Earth to have gained its independence against its own will. Singapore nice. wanted to stay <laughs> nice. a part of Malaysia. Malaysia did not want Singapore. So Singapore <laughs> became its own thing and to this day remains its own thing. Well, anyway, Fantastic. at the time, there, there were... Um, of course, as a as as a consequence of British colonialism as well as Japanese imperialism, um, a huge swath of slums in the city, and there was one particularly large one. I forget what it's called. Well, anyway, uh, it was a huge problem. It was making headlines constantly, and like you know, the British people who were still living there were like, "Oh God, you know, the slums are so terrible. We should do something." So they opened a soup kitchen. So like you know, treat the symptoms, not the problem. And most of it was ethnic Chinese who were who were living in these slums. Well, the one largest slum, very fucking conveniently for the government of Singapore, um, accidentally burned down. Right, right. Accidentally. I, I'm just so gonna. I was just gonna add did, in. What, why? What, what why do we did, feed starving people soup? I've never been hungry and gone, man. You know, it'd be good right now. Well, because you can, you, you, you can make a lot of it with very little. That's I, that's the point. I mean, too, I get the economics of it. I just, of it with a little. I just mean, if I was starving and you brought me soup, I'd spit it in your fucking face and be like, "Bring me a sandwich." Well, uh, <laughs> well, also sandwiches are also given out at soup kitchens. But anyway, anyway. Yeah, right. So uh, what, what Singapore decided to do was they set up uh, they set up a housing authority soup sandwich. and basically soup exactly exactly like universal health care. We all pay in, so we all get out. But it's more set up like an H like like an HSA, a health savings account. Yeah. So taken out of your paycheck every single month is basically uh, not a housing allowance. But a savings is it's it's money that is then put into a savings account that is then and you can you can select the highest tier, the lowest tier. There's like different tiers that you can select about how much you want them deducting. And then that goes to um, purchasing government housing. And so you're automatically saving. People have these savings accounts, which I think is a fucking brilliant idea. It's well, basically security you can use right now. It, 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 it works if you trust your government. Work. And you can only use that money on um, you can only use that money on housing, and it has to be on a mortgage. So everyone already has a down payment, well, and and the uh, and the government they don't build single class housing. 
So like if you have a brand new housing development in 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 uh, Singapore, you're going to have a mixture of um, a mixture of low income, working class, middle class and high end units and apartments. And so everyone is mixed together. It's it's basically it's kind of it's a little capitalist trick to keep the classes from recognizing that they're being, you know, especially the, the lower classes realize that they're being lorded over. But and Singapore has a lot of fucking housing problems. But. Um, I, mean, I, I do think that it's a better, I think, I do think that it is a better system to basically, you know, corral private housing development to 20% of the fucking market. Yeah. And if we're going to keep markets, because apparently we all just need jizz all over our faces constantly about markets. Um, you know, yeah. if we're going to do that, then, then this is, this is a much better way to do it because housing is a human right. Food I, is a human right. Healthcare is a human right. It's, I, you know, I it's did love, you know, in this I story. Feel like that should just be like baked into uh, yeah. services that we provide to people. Like mm-hmm. yeah, uh, it's, four hots you know, in a cot or three hots in a cot. I like four hots. I'm, I'm a fat guy. I eat more than the average person. Um, I yeah. will say, I will say this though. Um, the DR, the DR Horton whole thing. Um, I did enjoy uh, their, they, these, these people like, Oh my God, their, their social media manager, whoever, when we're contacted for the story, you know, besides being like, we didn't build the house, then put their boilerplate, like um, DR Horton um guarantees all of their houses from stud to stud you know what i mean like and we want to make sure that all our customers are fully satisfied and i'm like maybe don't put that in the news story where someone's house is collapsing into a trash pit and you're well, going it's probably just like a, it's probably just like the email signature like my yeah, work yeah, yeah. you put on an email signature that's like you know still- uh such and such corporation broadcasting we do not discriminate based on race sexual orientation gender identity yeah. like, it would be yeah, like yeah it'd be like if you tagged a story about you discriminating <laughs> based on somebody's race or gender but being like but also just know that we don't discriminate based on race or gender like man you guys really got to pay attention to your signatures <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, I blame the people that sold them the house. Like they need to be aware that that's the thing that could happen. They should have surveyed the place better before. Well, they, the thing uh, is, I don't know. If, uh, I don't, but in America, it's buyer beware. Yeah, I don't know Coffee. if anybody yeah, in most places you 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 do not have a pot to piss and you don't have an argument yeah. to make. It was it was concealed, yeah. so I don't know if anybody besides the assholes that built it on a on construction trash would have known. And I, I guess like unless you went in there with like ground penetrating radar, which I don't believe is uh, standard for home inspections. Um, but yeah, fuck it. it's the same thing if like you have a sinkhole opens under your house, you know, like who has sinkhole insurance? Or yeah. if you build it on top of a uh, Native American burial ground, suddenly the walls start to bleed when you're trying to go to sleep. I actually don't mind that as much as I would mind my house collapsing to a trash pit. You know, I believe you can get you can get used to just about anything paranormal, you know. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes the house like eats itself and just like shrinks into a ball and disappears into another dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Red rum. <laughs> why were you late? Why were you late to work today? My house fucking. You know what? I don't even want to talk about it. This is Dr. Horton's fault. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Horton would like you to know that we guarantee all of our houses built on burial Indian burial grounds from stud to stud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's uh, that's our show. Uh, Pat, hit him. Uh, Pat, while they hit him with the socials, and then we'll talk about what we want to plug. Pat, no, I know about Pat. Uh, anyway, it's uh, the, the socials. So if you'd like to contest, contact us, you can do so at those muckrakers on Twitter. You can email us at those muckrakers at gmail.com. Uh, you can find our stuff on iTunes, Sketcher, YouTube, all over the place. Uh, the video's on YouTube, so check it out there. If you're listening to this on iTunes, there's video now. There has been for like a couple months two months three yeah watch uh, our so videos 
see our see our wonderful faces and Peter's yeah. face in space. Okay. Uh, if you would like to support us financially, you can do so by buying our books, uh, the Dusk Belt series on Amazon. We would like for those to be uh, like monthly installations. So far, we're releasing about one a year, but you know, <laughs> the copy editor is a bit slow of a reader. So, we're uh, or if you want to support us, you could send money uh, in the form of a uh, gold bullion directly to Wesley's house for the address. Please email us at those muckrakers. <laughs> email us, we will give you, we will dox the fuck out of the real life Wesley <laughs> Bowen. You can send him gold bars or just boxes full of bees. That would also be funny. Oh, before I forget, <laughs> what would Wesley do about the house? I totally forgot about that. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're complaining about a little bit of trash that your house is sinking into. I'm gonna tell you, my house has been sinking into a trash pile for years. Keep telling dad to stop throwing all this trash out the back because we're just gonna fall into it again. But now he keeps doing it. So, you want to complain about trash? Don't complain to me about trash. I've been dealing with this since I was 10 years old. <laughs> His neighborhood does look like the trash pit that this house was probably built on. So, like, I don't think he would have any sympathies for these people whatsoever. They're so bad. Just live in the trash pit. Stop being so fussy. <laughs> They're so bougie. <laughs> uh, Bobby, anything to pitch? Uh, well, yeah, still doing that. Uh, still doing that. Uh, that their uh, you, YouTube's channel, uh, Cat and Bobber's Plays, C A P T B O B B E R S, Plays, P P L A Y S. Uh, yeah, doing a uh, building up the city of Metroburg in the city skylines uh it's just real peaceful it's just me building stuff i had to rip out the whole uh this past week i had to rip out the entire downtown and redo it twice because i'm a fucking moron and uh yeah <laughs> but i gotta fix it's working now traffic's really bad so i might have to rip it out again but yeah it's uh that's it's coming along so it is a it is a socialist utopia and death to anyone who uh 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 says otherwise uh Everything's going great in Babistan. It's fine. Everything's nice. fine. And I have, uh, I have, I have nothing to pitch other than I guess you know, uh, check your houses for trash pits and Indian burial sites if you're buying from Dr. Horton. We're <laughs> yes, so gonna get. We're so gonna get to Wesley. If anybody ever yeah, listens to this, we're gonna get. A, if anybody listens to this, we're gonna get like a cease and desist letter for mentioning that company's name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. See ya. Okay, I did not stop recording. I just stopped my video. <laughs> you just you like switched up where the cameras are. You have to leave light. that in. I'm really sorry. But there yeah. we go. All right. Now that was too funny of a picture. Now, oh now good. Now good. AM AMS I can't say it right. AMSM.